Hey, wonderfuls. Welcome to this special re-release of Maggie Lawson's episode. We're celebrating uh, 10 years of the JV Club, so we wanted to, while I'm at Sketchfest, do a little bit of a revisit on some of our favorite episodes through the years, and that gives me the opportunity to focus in on Sketchfest. I'm still going to try to do some recordings up there, but we figured it was a really fun time to kind of spread the love and look back. And I wanted to start with Maggie because I'm so excited that Maggie is coming back for the Psychologists Are In show at Sketchfest, and she's just a wonderful human being, and it's a great episode. So check it out. And can't believe I've been doing this for this long. Want to thank, uh, of course, Julian and everyone at Max Fun and Chris Royce and just all of the dear and wonderful friends who've helped along the way, and of course, all of you who listen and support the show. So enjoy this episode with Maggie, and I'll talk to you next week. With a friend, I was about to say a friend and colleague, <laughs> like we like we teach we at ha- the same we, university. We have, we've been we've worked together before. We are colleagues, and technically we are colleagues, <laughs> Max. Um, that just sounds really official. Yes, it does. I'm getting up away from the desk chair because I think sitting in the desk chair caused me to say we were colleagues. Now I I'm can't. sitting on the rug <laughs> so I can be like we're groovy sister friends. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty comfortable here. So uh, that's that's what I do. I lull people into a false sense of security before I hit them hard with the real questions <laughs> by putting them on the comfortable squishy couch and putting the cat and the dog in front of them to charm the pants off of them. Precious, precious cat and dog, by the way. And also you do still have your pants on. I do that still is an have expression and expression only. Thank you for clarifying. Um, Maggie Lawson, you have been on uh, the marvelous USA program psych for 13 years <laughs> for 47 years how how many seasons are there seven uh, we're going into seven yeah you're going into seven yeah that just goes to show you that sometimes uh lightning strikes great and and sometimes <laughs> great television gets to stay on the air because it's a fantastic show and it's super funny and it's got its own voice and it's had its own voice from the very beginning. It didn't, I don't think of it as a show that really had to struggle to find its footing. It was like, this is who we are. We're awesome. And you've just maintained that. It has from day one been magical, like the whole experience. It really has been. Um, and, and you're right. Like I, I, I love that. Um, a, I'm a part of something that I, I, I respect and like the, I mean, the talent uh, from the top um, and, and all of our writers and like producers and to see that survive um, for this long and in, in this sort of like market. And it's just uh, it's a gift. It's very special. <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to talk too much about the set because that has nothing to, really to do with uh, growing up and being a teenager and um, social pressures, etc. But I will say that Maggie and I know each other because we worked together kind of back to back. Uh, I got an episode of Psych and we also did a movie together 
Although we probably should talk about the movie because that remember we had that oh, weird experience my with what we had to what, yeah we'll get to goodness. that because that kind of that definitely ties into like women's issues. Yes. But um, <laughs> yes. I just need to quickly give a shout out to the catering on your show <laughs> because I maintain it is the best food uh, I've ever Ingrid eaten. Ingrid and Kelly and uh, they're amazing. They are amazing, right? And the movie that we <clears throat> the movie that we did together uh, was a movie called Still Waiting, which. Maggie and I are both um, not necessarily conventional girly girls, and right. right, not to say that a that a that a, for example a Hooters employee is right. a is a typical girly girl. I'm right. not, I don't True. know how to really uh, characterize that, except to say that we are both not that, and we no. both don't wear clothes that are particularly revealing or body conscious in our regular lives, and. Thank God we had each other because we were both wearing basically Hooters attire. We had tight white uh, oh. tank tops with push-up bras and tiny, tiny hot pink spandex shorts. I don't know what I would have done without you. I don't know what I would have done without <laughs> that you. That was unexpected. It was unexpected. Even and- it was expected as a, in the script, you know. Yes, but it was it was it was more than than I actually thought once once we got on set. It really it really was. And then it was like, wait, are you are can we we're we're on the same team here. Yes. Okay. So we're gonna stick together and we're gonna make it through this. <laughs> we did. In some way. And we're gonna learn a dance. And oh, we're gonna do I can't believe I just <laughs> blanked gonna, on the dance. We're gonna do the dance <sighs> and we're gonna have uh we're gonna keep a, a straight face and cause that's our character and that's what we have to do. But holy crap yeah that wasn't easy do you will you do you remember because i don't want to do all the talking and i already feel i've not overly monopolized this conversation do you remember the experience (laughs) we had the way that we were treated before we changed like this like same day same crew members yes could you recap that it was ladies wild and again like if if i didn't have you to like share that with and i'm not saying that that the other girls weren't feeling the same thing but you and i just found each other immediately we were on the same page yeah it was night and day and i you know i'm sure everyone on that crew i'm sure they're wonderful nice people and and i'm not knocking anyone it's just a general i felt like a general idea that yes you're right like we come in in our normal in our normal street clothes and we were treated one way people were like hey dude what's hey, up dude, like, exactly hey, we have that sort we're of boy girl energy and, and exactly like hey high five what's going on hey yes. and it was weird it, like the second we walked onto set in those outfits it was like i've i immediately i i i felt so far from anything i've ever known which i guess is the way we should feel when we're working you know i mean we're supposed to draw from something but uh that was that was um that was really uncomfortable and eye-opening. I didn't it? expect that. Yeah. I didn't either. It was like, I just, I don't even know. I'm not sure what we're saying yeah, here. Yeah, what was the shift? I can't I tell mean, you how many times I've said that on the podcast. <laughs> like, I, I'm not sure what I is I'm saying. I really need to go back and I feel like I should be getting a, a women's studies degree or something. But, um, but, but, but this, but, the, but. Yeah, there's the expectation of these really nice guys who were super cool and didn't seem in any way like they would objectify us or no. treat us like we were second class citizens or anything right. like no, that. No, no. The second we and we had just had conversations with them and we would come out in our crazy 
sex outfits with our breasts and up to our chin. suddenly they were flirting with us in a different way there was a sense of like i have never supported the the this idea of people saying like she was asking for it yes but when we got into those clothes we were like people are treating us like we're asking to be treated this way you you just nailed it that's exactly what it was it was this sort of like it was as if we opened a door with strangers that they were allowed to make certain jokes, to flirt, to, um, I mean, in a, in a, in not even that it was, it was demeaning or, but it, it had this, this, uh, I don't, um, familiar, like, oh, okay, I know, I, I, I got you. And it was like, I, no, 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 <laughs> yeah. no, no you, you don't. don't. Um, but that, you've just nailed it. That's exactly what it was. It was, it was, uh, it was that she asked for it kind of mentality. And I, you know, I'm using this to, to, to describe a way of dressing that I'm sure opens a door to many other ideas in that. But like, you're, you're, you're exactly right. That's what it was. I, I guess I just don't know how I did not feel empowered wearing those clothes. I did not feel like my sexuality was a powerful tool, which is one of the things that I think gets said about this idea of women using their sexuality to get what they want and that there's something empowering about that. I'm not saying that another woman couldn't feel differently. And, and obviously this is all very specific, the circumstance of like we were playing characters who dot, 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 but I just didn't feel... I didn't feel great about it. I didn't feel like now I'm powerful in a different way. I felt like I was it was not a, respected. No, but that's I mean, just the experience we had. Literally stripped down. <laughs> yeah. Um and and you're right. And I think there there are questions there about sex and sexuality. Um and what triggers what? Because I I know time I I have t- moments when you know I I feel I'm I'm dressed up for something or I put my heels on or I do and I'm you know that that I suddenly I f- I feel good I yeah. feel strong in my in my skin and my you know and then and you're right like that was that was like my I'm gonna own this I remember going into work like and into this job like thinking that and you're right I I could I couldn't get there I couldn't it's so interesting yeah. Um, makes me want to have someone on the show who I got to have someone on the show who, who is, who does strip or who you know, is a prostitute or who is a I porn a, star or something. To my just very first pole dancing it. class. Oh, do you take S factor? I, I love, no. Um, I have a lot of friends who love S factor. I think it's called Polistic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's on, it's, uh, anyway, I'm, um, but it's, uh, I went with a, a girlfriend the other night. I, I love I grew up dancing. I love dancing. They have like sexy Pilates. I love Pilates. I was like, oh yeah, I'll go give this a try. Plus they had free champagne. So, <laughs> so I went uh, with my friend and I, and I was in awe of this woman, like this instructor who, I mean, was so comfortable, has four kids married, like, and, and she says that off the top. She's like, this is about feeling comfortable in your skin. And she, there was a difference there was a difference. Um, and so I know there is a place that you can own that and, and not have to feel, you know, maybe it was that, I, I don't know, I don't, I, I don't know what the comments people were making to us or whatever, but um, I was, I, I looked at her and I was like, man, I, I would love to have that. Like, it's not about doing it for anyone but herself. Yeah. And it was beautiful. Like she was, she loves dancing. She loves using the pole. It's very sexual, but it was not, it was just for herself. They That's don't have great. mirrors. 
in the place. So that would can't... be very useful, I think, because yeah. I can't stay. It's hard for me to sort of work out or dance or anything yeah. in front of a mirror. Um, yeah, me too. I'm I get self-conscious. Like, oh, oh, I'll pull. I gotta pull my shirt yeah. down. Oh, is that how? Oh, my thighs. Yeah. Really? Is oh, that wow. what other mm-hmm. people see? Oh, hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a klutz. Oh. I knew it, but I, I'm yeah. being reminded every time I look in the mirror. Oh. Um, anyway, but yeah, it's uh, that was a that was a wild experience. I'm very I'm very glad I had you. I feel, <laughs> yeah. I feel like we could talk about this for a long time. We because, probably could. We probably could. Uh, yeah, but you know what? Instead, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> rewind. I'm gonna rewind because the 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 nice folks at home uh, or in their cars um, <laughs> or anyone the nice folk who's listening the nice person who one person who's listening. Um, I would probably like to know where you were from. Oh, yes. where you were, where you grew up, where you spent your teenage years. My teenage years. So why don't we find out where you spent well, your teenage years? Uh, I was born and raised in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Um, I came out to LA uh, when I was seventeen. Um, but I, even though there, I did a lot of growing up here. Um, I still, I still see that as the place I was, I was born and raised and, uh, I couldn't, I, I, it's such a great place to grow up. I always say about, uh, Louisville that it has a little bit of everything and the little bit that we have is really, really good. Um, and I, I've, I have great friends there still and my mom's still there and I get back as, as, as often as I can, but yeah, I feel like I had a pretty normal, you know, like T-ball and little league in the summers. And, you know, I, I mean, until I came out here, I did I did plays and stuff as well. But, um, yeah. Was, what was your high school? Did you go to school with kind of the same kids growing up from when, because if you were born there, and all the way up through being in high school? Um, K through eight, yes. Um, but it was weird because I had such a close-knit little league group of friends and we none of us went to school together so we had summer friendships like these wild summer friendships and then um a lot of the girls i went to an all girls um catholic high school in uh, in louisville so a lot of the girls from my grade school went went on to there as well but um no i feel like i had like theater friends and then there were there were the the little league friends and then school friends Little League and theater is cool because you're kind of covering, you get to be like cool athlete girl, but you <laughs> yeah. also get to be like nerdy theater girl. Um, yeah, that was really, that was really fun. Cause I was just, I was equally as excited. Uh, yeah. Equally excited about both. Like I was, uh, um, uh, I loved playing softball. I loved my friends, uh, and uh summer i mean that was like there was a parade to like open little league every year and like it was just a really magical time um but then i i was i i loved just as much you know during during uh the winter being able to do a play and you know it's, it's it was really cool it was nice to have a a balance were you what were um some of the plays that you did were like were they goofball plays or yes. was it like we did grease <laughs> or let's see uh Annie. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Annie uh, in high school um, or Annie in elementary school? Because uh, that would be a little that weird. That would be a little weird, right? Uh, <laughs> You're a senior in high school. Daddy. For Daddy Waterbuck. <laughs> oh, please it tell changes, me some high school is the whole thing. <laughs> just gets so sexy. It's immediately <laughs> weird and sexy. Speaking of unexpected sexuality, like these sexy orphans are... 
<laughs> hoping someone will come They're save down on their, their hands day. and knees, Indeed. just scrubbing. Oh, dear God. Yeah. So no Terrible. Annie in high school. <laughs> Annie was when you were Annie younger. And were you Annie? Were 10, you ten? And uh, I did it again when I was twelve. I was triple cast when I was ten. Okay. Um, it was our little local dinner theater. Um, come on, the Derby Dinner Playhouse. Oh, um, that's great. Yeah, it was. It was great. It was great. I was terrible. <laughs> I was, wait, wait, were you Annie? I was so bad. Or were you? I was Annie. They hired um, three of us. This was, It was sort of my first big role. I mean, I had played a munchkin in The Wizard of Oz so far. <laughs> and like, this, I, love, I see my first I love the role. idea of you having a resume as you audition for Annie. You turn it in and it literally is one line and it just says The Wizard of Oz munchkin. munchkin. <laughs> Munchkin um, number four. But I had read for, I had read for, auditioned for other things, you know, and I just didn't get the, you know, you start to, you're 10. Sure. And anyway, this is. Well, you're describing my career now, anyway. So, <laughs> so I read, I read for Annie today for producers. Yes. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> uh, sexy Annie. So you got, uh, so you got so, Annie, so I get but it. so did two other girls. <laughs> yes. And uh, apparently one was hired uh, because they could dance and the other was hired because she could sing and the other was hired because she could act. I was the dancer. Oh. <laughs> so, so, uh but Annie doesn't really dance, so like, what the heck, right? <laughs> um, so I was just like, I didn't know that. I learned all this later. I just thought, you know, we're all really young, and we have to go to school during the day, so they're going to triple cast us. So no, I think they were just really concerned uh, about our, our level oh. of ability. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so I got that, and I was really, really, really bad. And uh, did grown ups play the grown up parts? Because uh-huh. this was din- dinner theater. Yeah, yeah. so it wasn't it was like, like you did it. It wasn't like an elementary school production would have been where no. Daddy Warbucks would have been a ten year old also. <laughs> a bald ten year old. A bald. Uh, he's uh, but yeah. He, um, no, it was a, it was a regular you know theater. Um, they had their sort of group. They're like resident actors, and uh, we were the kids that were coming into this production. It was this, it was the um, Christmas production. Usually they usually bring in kids for the Christmas production. It's, um, that's adorable. Yeah, yeah. So, but that's the big time. That's like not in school theater. Like, yeah, going out of school. It was. I had no idea at the time. I couldn't like wrap my head around it at the time. It was just, oh, this is fun. And then I, I realized as the director and uh, the guy playing Daddy Warbucks, um, and then uh, my mentor. We were all assigned somebody, uh, an adult, to sort of take watch over us and 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 guide us and you know give us notes whatever and uh they both uh between the the daddy warbucks and my my mentor they they both pretty much said you're terrible oh no and in 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 the most loving way though and it is because of them that i didn't get fired because i just learned recently uh, because my mom is still great friends with the woman who played my mentor. Uh-huh. Uh, and she told me the other day, did she, my mom says, um, she you know, you almost got fired. <laughs> <laughs> they almost let you go. And I was like, I didn't, I'm no, I, I did, I guess maybe somewhere know that because I was so, I was just so bad. I mean, literally like opening week where when the reviewers, everyone came by, they just, they didn't, um, I didn't even do a performance. Uh, and I didn't, you know, I was just, wasn't good anyway. But I had a lot of uh, a lot of of loving uh, advice and notes and help that I swear to this day uh, changed the course. Like if if they hadn't been there, 
I, I think my life would have probably gone in a completely different direction. How amazing is that? And yeah. so you and you were saying you were a dancer. Were you taking like ballet? Were you taking? Yeah, I you t- are. You, I mean, you're a very well-rounded young lady. Because <laughs> we didn't even we didn't get into that. We and were I'm talking like, theater and I'm a. Oh God, this is very very young. But that was my first like I I just thought I would dance my whole life. Did you continue dancing through high school and stuff? Um, until it, until I was about fifteen. Um, you had a full schedule. I did. Yeah, but yeah, I don't feel kid. like I feel like I was a kid though. I don't I mean it wasn't like it wasn't so full. I just like musical theater was what I if thought you love I what would you're, do. all those things you're doing too. Yeah, it was really fun and and my my mom and it was so great and supportive and like letting me do all of it. I mean, she had to drive me around everywhere to like do stuff like that. And then my brothers who both were were um involved in everything from like piano to uh, football and being doing their thing. So yeah, we were a busy, we were a busy household. Um, were your parents together? They were until I was 12. Okay. Yeah. They, uh, I think they separated once when I was eight. They say that they uh, they talk about like the different ages that divorce is hard. And I, I guess I just feel like it's going to be hard no matter what. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, it's such a, an, a weird and yet so common topic and uh yeah i mean i i remember my mom telling me that that we had a conversation as a family when i was eight which made my older brother 12 and my younger brother seven uh and i apparently like lost my mind like i can okay i lost my shit (laughs) but i i apparently bawled i had a fit i don't remember it so well but i remembered um I remembered not seeing my dad for a little bit and like, you know, that kind of stuff. But I don't know if it's easier when you're younger because you're so resilient. You just, you sort of bounce back, you get used to a new thing. And as you get older, I think when something like that happens and your routine and your life and everything you know, you've known has, it just takes a dramatic turn. Um, I think, I, I think when you can start to wrap your head around it a little more, it's almost harder. Because, you know, I don't know. You can overthink it in a way, you know, but yeah, but, the, but people say also that, you know, that when you're younger, you're having a reaction to it that you can't necessarily think your way through the way you would when you're older. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I am screwed up for my parents' divorce. Which, How I mean, old were so, you? I was like four yeah. or five when my parents separated. So I don't even, I barely remember them together. You but. know, you, yeah. I mean, I've, so weird. I, I, I don't know when the last time was I talked about this, but you know, you're, I think you're right because you also, as you, um, you know, are older. I mean, my brother, I think was 16. I was 12. You can, we were, you could reason with us. There were things we could understand like, right. Okay. You two aren't getting along. We can see that. We can understand that this is probably going to be better for everybody. As hard as it is, it's probably go- as a, as a, as a, we thing, um, you don't, you can't possibly understand anything behind what's happening it's emotionally. It's just sort of a fuzzy mess of anger and sadness, I think, because you don't when you're really little. Yeah. Because you don't really understand it. Like, you just don't understand enough about stuff, but it's still getting in there. You know, it's still kind of getting and into your you system. lived with your dad, right? I did. I lived with my mom yeah. for a little bit, um, and then I ended up living mostly with my dad. But when you, I guess when you're really young, or when you, you know, when you're about the age that you were, you're not necessarily thinking of your relationship to boys as being something like 
what parents are or you know ro- the romance between a married couple right. or whatever yeah that's so that's i don't know that I, i'm guessing it probably didn't sour you on having crushes on boys or having boyfriends or anything like that but... it certainly didn't do that <laughs> <laughs> nothing's gonna get in the way of that no nothing for no one is no. gonna get in the way of and that 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 has always been my thing my my first grade teacher sent a note home to my mother when i when i was six uh I had good grades, but then my behavioral report was like awful. It was horrible. Yours too? Yeah. <laughs> like shake. Really? I I got Well, I was told that I hated getting like she like my like she doesn't like to be criticized for anything. She gets really <laughs> stubborn and defensive and like shitty if if oh I God. tell her she's done something wrong or whatever. Anna's boy crazy. For that's sure. fantastic. That's what that's what she she said. Right? My mom was like, "What is this?" and and called my teacher and she just said she is so she can't even concentrate. <laughs> She's first grade. First grade. Like, yeah. But I had two brothers. I don't think it was that. I think I was just comfortable with boys. I was surrounded by boys, like, in my house and everything. Like, I, I don't I don't know. But no, who knows? That makes sense. Anyway. Because if you didn't have the, like, ew, boys are gross the same way that, you know, some kids do at that age. I don't know what my excuse was. I'm an only child. But I have a scar on my chin. <laughs> Still oh from chasing Duncan Campbell in first grade. Oh, Duncan. And he was, he, he did outrun me and I was so, I was trying so hard to catch up with him that I tripped and fell and skidded along the concrete. <laughs> oh and then I remember there was like sand stuck in there cause it was right near the sandbox. Okay. And, um, yeah, I had to go to the hospital and get stitches and stuff. Oh, Duncan. Duncan oh, Campbell, Duncan Donuts so... Campbell soup. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, nice. What's nice. your scar from? Oh, uh, I'd, I don't know. I was really young, and, and my mom says I was walking up a ladder uh, into a pool, and uh, someone... I, none of that. Oh, like an elevated pool. Above uh, like an pool? elevated pool above, above ground okay. pool, and uh, and uh, I, the person in front of me, uh, her foot kicked out and hit me, and I slid and apparently hit my chin, and instead of my mouth closing, which is probably good because it probably would have crushed my teeth, uh, my my uh, top teeth went into the top of my went into my chin, uh, right in the crease of my chin. I still have a scar from it. Yeah, the old uh, skin crease uh, chomp down. <laughs> Thank I you. I studied a bit of medicine, so I know um, <laughs> that's the clinical uh, uh, term. Yes. <laughs> now I'm gonna jump to. I'm going to jump back up to psych for for a second just because it doesn't seem like it's that often that I have someone on the couch who, uh, for Dr. Janet, who is on a show that references so much of the stuff that we loved when we were in junior high and high school. Um, it's very nostalgic for the sort of John Hughesian. It's so kind of land. wonderful. I, I mean, Steve Franks, uh, who created the show, uh, sort of had that anyway, as far as movies and bands and and the whole bit. But then he meets probably the the greatest '80s fanatic ever, James Roday, who. Um, and the two of them, I'm sure, early on over a lunch, like realized their their love and obsession for the '80s. And to be honest, I think Steve may have moved moved on from it earlier in the series uh-huh. uh, if it weren't for I James, not, yeah. <laughs> because because you did our uh, our Bueller episode, our, yeah. or our Hughes episode, I should say. It was, yeah. it was called um, the High School Reunion. Yeah, exactly, um, the High School Reunion, but uh, which still goes down as. In my opinion, one of one of our best episodes for sure. 
That was, um, it was so you and that fun. that banana dress. I love Who it. were you, oh, man? Yeah, it really was a bright yellow. What did it? Yeah. Did they call you the the bitchiest banana? Bitchiest banana. Was, that's what it was. That might have even been a rodé. I'm not even sure that was in the script. Um, that may have been a rodé. Well, uh, <clears throat> what? Um, so okay, so who were you, which Molly Ringwald were you? Were you Molly Ringwald <laughs> oh, this from? Is good. I mean, we already know a little bit about your incredibly well-adjusted high school years. Um, <laughs> wait, I've wait, some... just because I was doing plays. <laughs> we all know you were a golden girl, and we're all a little resentful right now, Mags. I'm totally I kidding. kind of, yeah. No, you had a good, right? I mean, you don't have to, listen, there's no there's no me saying, like, if we don't get to the bottom of the, like some kind of horrible <laughs> I am on the couch, you though. You're, no, allowed, I, uh... you're allowed to have had a great high school experience and not have, you know, been... It wasn't or not have been no feeling I, a lot of pressure. I or, went through what what I think a, a lot of you know the same sort of growing up questioning you know um, all those things. But I I was I feel like I was pretty uh, safe and I I felt like I always took on the like mom role of because I got I got drunk very early like so drunk I got sick when I was fourteen and then it kind of cured me through most of high school so do it. i was very clean through high school because i was like yeah no i'm not going through that again so um, pretty in, you could be pretty in pink molly ringwald you could be um 16 candles molly ringwald you could be breakfast club breakfast club molly ringwald um i feel like i go to breakfast club mm-hmm. even though it wasn't as a uh, molly ringwald centric princess. but the uh <laughs> Everybody so thought you were silly. so great, but you had a dark side. Um, I I could say that's the one I think I relate to the most uh, because I it was it was this, you know, um, it was I think a little surprising if I like if I did have a day where I was being really bitchy or I was really you know like because I felt like I was I was usually pretty happy. I was a pretty happy kid, so it was really surprising when I went through my angsty phase. Everyone just thought something was was, you know, wrong with me. Um in in a good, you know, in a way that parents are always like, "Are you what's going on?" I was right. like, "I'm just a kid." I'm a teenager. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I just discovered Alanis Morissette and no <gasps> one gets me like she does. <laughs> I don't know. I've sort of had a lot of friends in different circles and stuff, but I, I was because I did go through like a pretty crazy depressed, um, mm. listening to the cure and Depeche Mode dressing in black and, yeah. you know, partying and doing things from a very young age. I was 13 when I started and I didn't, uh, I did not get sick right away and I wasn't even drinking. Frankly, it was drugs. And I haven't talked about that much on this podcast. I've talked about I, it. On I, and I don't know if you others, and I have ever talked yeah, about that. Um, I really, I really kind of got it out of my system super early and um, I'm so lucky that nothing terrible happened to me uh, because I made really poor choices and, um, and I really, as, as I think most yeah, teenagers. Yeah. I just, do. I would do things like, and I'm saying this, uh, honestly, girls, uh, any girls who are listening, who are maybe doing the same thing. I know you don't want to hear my advice because who wants to hear advice when you're that age. But, um, I would do things like be, you know, really messed up. And then I would just like, let, uh, a girlfriend of mine tell me that we were staying the night at some random stranger's house, like a guy. And I wasn't having sex, but, um, I was completely unsafe. I mean, like there were no cell phones. There yeah. were no, yeah, I, I was just crashing at some guy's house and I'm lucky nothing happened to me. 
and they were, I think they were good. I think ultimately we were still attracted to friends and people who were like kind of good people who right. weren't, you know, who wouldn't have taken advantage in that way. But, um, right. God knows I was not in a mental state where I could have made that judgment soundly for myself. Right. So I don't know. It's almost like, I, I think if, um, I'm sure my dad will listen to this and just be horrified, but he probably had a sense of some of that. Um, but, but, but if you're going to do that stuff, like just do it at home. <laughs> you can't it's true friend's house i mean honestly don't don't get into a car don't get into a cab don't get you know don't wander to someone's house because they'll because they seem cool and they're gonna let you watch heathers oh uh, while you're high um but uh yeah so i kind of was i was a little bit so but so i don't know where that fits into the the uh the iconography of, of John Hughes movies. Maybe I was like right. an Ali Sheedy for a little bit, but I also You're had a Ali lot of friends Sheedy. and I was a pretty good student. So sort of like a little bit of a schizophrenic-y, yeah. I don't want to loosely use that medical term, but it, it was like, it was a little bit like being two different people. But I think that's, it's it's really interesting because that you can grow up kind of sheltered and kind of, uh, um, uh, I don't know, away from, from a lot of that. I, I feel like I, that wasn't even at my fingertips. Like I couldn't, if I wanted to do drugs, like it just wasn't really around in my like little group of friends. It wasn't around much in my high school. I don't think, um, and maybe you could have become addicted to gambling at the horse races. And, uh, (laughs) maybe that would be the Louisville version, man. Uh, I know plenty, uh, (laughs) who started young. My uncle calls going to the racetrack, going to the office. Oh, so there you go. I didn't know I was tapping into a real life, uh, a real- Louisville, <laughs> yeah. Louisville phenomenon. Yeah. That oh, sense. it definitely, uh, it definitely, the whole year is about, uh, it's sort of, as soon as the Derby ends the year before the sort of build up to the next year's Derby starts. And for about two weeks, um, the whole city is drunk and and celebrating this this exciting thing that we have and it is like the Kentucky Derby it's our history it's like our you know but um but it 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 people get a little carried away too um and and uh but the horse races go on at Churchill Downs all year so it's like uh it can be dangerous oh oh it's time for a quick break I will be back after a word from our friends at Maximum Fun Hey, this is Andrew Reich, the host of Dead Pilot Society, the show that takes comedy pilots that were sold and developed at networks and streamers but never produced and gives them the table reads they never got a chance to have. If you've never checked out Dead Pilot Society, this month's episode might be the place to start. The cast is incredible, headlined by the one and only Zoe Deschanel, and also featuring Paget Brewster, Michaela Watkins, Hamish Linklater, Asif Ali, and Maximum Fund's very own Hal Lublin. So go to MaximumFun.org or your favorite podcatcher and check out this incredible cast on the latest episode of Dead Pilot Society. If you need a laugh and you're on the go, try S-T-O-P-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I. Hmm. Are you trying to put the name of the podcast there? Yeah, I'm trying to spell it, but it's tricky. Let me give it a try. Okay. If you need a laugh and you're on the go, call S-T-O-P-P-P-A-D-I. It'll never fit. No, it will. Let me try. If you need a laugh and you're on the go, try S-T-O-P-P-P-D-C-O-O. Ah, we are so close. Stop podcasting yourself. A podcast from MaximumFun.org. If you need a laugh and you're on the go.
Did you have a did you have a horse like were you one of the little girls that loves horses? I never really went through a I love horses phase. You know, I think I still think they're so incredibly. I mean, now I love them kind of more than beautiful. I ever. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I think you when know, I was like your trapper keeper maybe didn't have horses. Yeah, no, no, but I was obsessed with my little ponies. Oh my gosh, <gasps> that's true. I was obsessed with my little ponies, but I don't think I ever thought of them as horses. I thought <laughs> of them as my little ponies. The ponies, the whole difference. <laughs> it's totally true. And yeah. uh, what was the um, what was the other pound puppies i did have i did have pound puppies i don't remember having the same fixation with pound puppies as i did with my little my little pony and i also had these mermaids i don't even know what they were called but did you have those they were that was when i was much younger but they were these little mermaid toys with kind of barbie hair sort of but they were smaller i feel like i've seen that purple hair or green hair or white hair um (laughs) i was really into those i definitely wanted to be a mermaid that's like big time. Like my <laughs> mom, your... like I, my mom would let me use her old pantyhose, and I would put, um, <laughs> I would put the pantyhose on, and then I would like, or I would fit the panty my both legs into one pantyhose, and then tie the other. Oh one yeah, so I couldn't move. Oh yeah, and then put the other pantyhose on my head like they were two long braids. Because <laughs> I think Splash had come out recently, oh, yes. so I knew that a mermaid had to have really long hair, yeah. pantyhose hair. Yeah, and then, I can totally see. But that. then we were playing mermaid, which means that there's nothing for you to do but just flop around because you can't even walk and i didn't have a pool or anything and so your so improv skills began around. <laughs> how far can that game go it's amazing it's so when you're young <laughs> for, uh, for years actually i know you know, to be clear this was last week i mean when the criterion yeah. collection uh, she's actually came sitting out. here right now I with know. both of her legs I into know. one side of a sagging oh um, my gosh yeah did you, did you play <clears throat> did you uh do like imaginary games and silly stuff like that yeah i remember i was not into dolls at all i was definitely wanted to be like with my brothers more so um so but all of us had i mean we loved um we loved putting on concerts so we have a lot of them on video that my mom put on uh my mom put all of our videos on dvd for us like all of our home videos and like i thought you were gonna say on youtube on amazing Saddle up, fans, because we're about to tell you where you can see all of Maggie Lawson's concerts. It's true. Do you remember Kids Incorporated? K-I-D-S, I what? do. Like, that was the best. Yeah. That was a... So I did some Kids Incorporated concerts, but it was mostly Michael Jackson and Bon Jovi. Okay. Um, that was... Uh, I Like, Living on a Prayer would, mm. would bring uh, my older brother, lead singer. I would be twirling and doing something in the background. Now, were you and, lip syncing or was it... We, we were actual- singing with... Singing with. With, Great. yes. And, uh, now we, I know you can't sing. You could only dance, according we, to the we, casting directors. Yeah, exactly. Um, I really, I couldn't do anything, but, uh, <laughs> but dance apparently. Luckily, um, your mentor could, could stepped in and told you me. how to, yeah, taught I mean, you how to sing, living on a prayer. Uh, yes, yes. It's helped me very much in my life um, and my career. Uh, but yeah, those are those are probably um, memories that I, that I have. And now they're on video. But I, I like the memories that I have of like, you know how when you're little, I mean, everything is so big, like the broomstick that we would that we would like use for the microphone. Like I was watching the video and I'm like, wow, that thing seemed like it was as tall as the ceiling when I was little. And it's like this little broomstick. But I'm, I'm like six, seven, eight. And my brothers, you know, that we were that was that was our big we put, we liked putting on the concerts. Um, and then, yeah, we do imaginary. I do imaginary scenes a lot. I just like come up with a scene and be like, uh, I think it was a little bossy. 
Um, <laughs> well, you said you took on the mom role. I did. <laughs> uh, with someone, in some of your friendships. It really was. Yeah. It was very... Um, Kids, let me just tell you. Yeah. <laughs> this is the way the scene is done. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'd get into costume with girlfriends and, and we would like act out a scene. It was always a little odd, though. I remember one from Dirty Dancing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. We kept trying to do the lift, you oh, know, yeah. the big lift. Sure. Um, which was, we worked on that for a long time. But um, yeah. How much did we love Dirty Dancing? That was the my soundtrack. first movie that I was allowed to see that was that was kind of, you know, dirty. Risky. Yeah, it was. And uh, uh, I, yeah, I'll never forget the night. I, I'll never forget where I was, like what I was thinking. You're just like, oh God, so that's so pretty. The, that's basically the Kennedy assassination can, version for our generation. Where were you when you first saw D.D.? You know, you just have those moments when you're like, your parents, they let you. Like they it's say, okay. Deal. I remember the first time they let me pour a bowl of cereal. Like on my own. Oh. It was like having that moment, like I'm hungry, I'm hungry. And then they were like, well, you can go make it. And it was like, I can't. Uh, that's I can amazing. Come. I cannot yeah. say that I remember the first time I got to pour my own bowl of cereal. <laughs> I love that you can remember that. I do. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, those are our, like, t- those are our moments. Those are, those our, are our moments. What about your first... You don't have to n- name any names and you don't have to get... Um, you don't have to be specific or even answer these questions. But um, but, but, but they sound like fun. <laughs> your first kiss... No, and I'm not talking about like your first kiss on the playground. Uh, I was in... I was young. I was 12. Um, so I wasn't in high school. Uh, he was a year older. He was in the eighth grade. He went to a different school. Uh, I am still friends with him. Nice. He's getting married. Oh. And uh, he's a very talented musician. Um, but anyway... Uh, I kind of, I don't know if like as a kid, you know, these things like it would like, you kind of know when something's coming that's like different. It's just different. And we had like, we kind of had a crush on each other or whatever. And we danced at the mixer Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there was just the day that he came over and we were, um, in my, uh, basement and he brought a friend with him and his friend left the room. Like I saw like a little exchange happen between the two of them. Yeah. And his friend left the room and then he like planted it on me and I was like, Whoa. And then there was like a pause and then he kissed me again. So I got like the devil. You did. And I remember what I was wearing because please tell me my, well, obviously a Coca-Cola sweatshirt (laughs) 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 because they were so hip uh, and so in, and it was red. Uh, and the reason I'll always remember that is because after, are you crying? <laughs> oh my God, if I were crying. Now I wish I were crying. I love hope so much. Uh, I walked upstairs and my mom said, uh, did he just kiss you? And I was like, uh, 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 and she was like, cause your face is as red as your sweatshirt. <laughs> oh. And I was like, yeah, he did. Yeah. Your mom sounds like she was cool. Like you like that you uh, guys was she like a friend mom in addition to being a mom mom? Or? This is I, it was weird. I was just talking to a friend who just became a mom the other night and we were talking about these conversations she will be having with her daughter someday and and I I remember um my mom like always always answered my questions. Like I remember the first time I heard the word orgasm and I was I think I was 9 or 10 and I was like what is this word? And it was the older kids at school. They were talking and, you know, whatever. And I came home and I was like, mom, what is this thing that they were talking about? And she like sat me down and explained it. 
Which, by the way, I'm not even sure I could explain exactly. In in what a way that I yeah. I understand, like, and when when I think about like what she said, and you know, it was just this sort of uh, straightforward. This is not a strange question for you to be asking me. There was never I asked. I rem- I remember asking, being feeling like I could pretty much ask anything about sexual words what they mean what happens where do babies come from all that stuff like yeah that's Um, great so it was really cool so there was a good there was like a good dialogue about that and so when she asked me if he kissed me I was embarrassed but like I I didn't lie about it because well I was caught (laughs) Um, but uh but yeah but she was she was cool she was cool about it his name was Noah Ball I'm not making that up his name was Noah Ball Noah. Yeah. Noah's getting married. Noah's getting married. Yeah. He's a great musician. Um, I uh, I just saw him. I went home for a wedding recently. Should people be checking out his band? They should, actually. What is it called? Is that, is that no, okay? yeah. being like, uh, it's called Cabin. Cabin. I and, like that. Uh, That's a good name. It's, it's not just, like, it doesn't have the word wolf in it, which I feel like everything does, or horse or bird or <laughs> wolf. The, the blah, blah, blahs. The, like, yeah. It's just like a cool yeah. one, oh, cool a cabin. I like that. It is. It's very cool. And their music is very, uh, it's, it's, it's very interesting. Their, um, Sarah, the girl um, he's marrying, is actually in the band as well. And she is a uh, genius uh, on the violin. And oh. so there's like this really beautiful musical stringy, sometimes bluegrassy like element to it but it's it um, sounds anyway. like what you're saying is you're going to email him and see no, we'll see if noah will let us play a cabin song on the podcast oh At the end my god so everyone will know i it's, and they'll all be listening to it thinking maggie's face was as red as her sweatshirt <laughs> 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 i bet sarah's never heard that story sarah i adore you i'm sorry uh. um, but <laughs> But yeah, so. hopefully she's comfortable with it. No, I'm sure she is. Well, I'm going to mix it up. I'm not asking you about your virginity, but I am going to ask you, did you have friends who made choices that you maybe weren't comfortable with? And as the kind of mom fr- figure sometimes, I, hate I, mean, that I, I said know that I, I really am like, <laughs> I, I'm drilling that into the ground. You're uh, allowed to take that back. Did you feel like you had friendships dissolve in over the course of high school or college where people just kind of started making different choices and, and, and you, you don't really want to be the person who's like, I don't agree with your choices. So you, you drift yes. apart or. Yes. And, and one, uh, I, I guess I, I regret, um, because, uh, our lives took such different turns when I moved out here and she went on to college and she was my best friend in high school, like my, one of my closest friends. And it was weird. It's like in that period of time you change and you grow so much and we never came back to that friendship. And, you know, I couldn't relate to her call. I didn't go to college. Um, you know, so for, I couldn't relate to what she was going through and she was a lot, we were always together, um, when in high school. So, uh, we were, we sort of made a lot of the same choices in that, you know, uh, we were both pretty responsible and, um, she was a year older than me. So even though like she was driving, like we were, we were the, we were the moms of the group. Like, I'm just going to say that now. (laughs) Now you're going to own it. Now I'm loud and proud. Um, but, uh, but yeah. And I, and I, yes, Um, and so she was going off and having this college experience and like, and joining a sorority and like, and, and, and for me, I was out here and I was in such a different world that I could, I just couldn't relate. And she and you couldn't can, relate. You moved, and you moved, sorry, just, uh, I'm doing my math real yeah. quick, but you moved out here when you were 17. Did yeah. you graduate when you were 17? I graduated when I was 18. Um, I moved out here and my wonderful, wonderful high school, um, I honestly, if they, I, if they didn't let me come out and do this when I was, uh, 17, I, I don't know if I would have done 
it or if I would be here. But um, they let me do correspondence. So I, I, I flew back a lot my, my senior year, but I, I had enough built up in uh, credits or you know, uh, classes that, um, I only needed five, uh-huh. I think. Um, and I was able to, to b- going back and forth and phone calls. And I even got to like stay on the paper and like stuff. I was like, so involved did you come in. out here for a specific job? I want to get back to your, your girlfriend. First, um, but I just, I just realized I was confused. I'm re- this really, ca- this couch is really something like I have not had discussions about some of this stuff special in couch. so long. Um, couch. uh, uh, yeah, so I I had started working out here when I was fifteen, or uh, the summer I turned sixteen, um, and I'm gonna just truncate this whole story. But uh, I got a pilot um, in in one of those trips back and forth. I think it was my junior year of high school um, that got picked up and was like thirteen on the air, and it was very exciting. And you know, and everyone moved out, not just me, but like my brother, my mom, everyone moved out. My school said cool. You know, every it was all set, and I got here, and they canceled it <gasps> before we ever started shooting. Yeah. Oh my lord! And there were there no were many reasons. I mean, there were other things that were going on, and like my agent was so great and like so supportive, and and uh, and immediately got you know I, I I was able to start at least working on something or get a guest spot here or there or whatever. But um, we sort of uh, made a decision to stay because um, all of everything had lined up for us to be here for a reason. Yeah. So um, so yeah, and so I went back and I got to like graduate with my class. Okay. Didn't go to prom or any of that, but like, you know, that's all right. Well, we've got a surprise for you tonight because we, <laughs> um, what, uh, so, okay. So go back to, it was all leading up to the prom. I love, I love you. We've got your prom. I love you. Uh, I love that. I'm just like, I am just, <laughs> I'm so that person right now. I'm like, I didn't go to prom, but that's, that's, that's all right. Cool. That's all I really wanted to say. Oh, um, um yeah. okay. So please, please return to your friend. We, we, we discovered early on the girlfriend thing. Yeah. You know, and how important and awesome that is because it was my most important like friendship relationship or whatever, um, in high school. Like we had so much fun. So what I, so one of the things that I wanted to ask you kind of based on just what we've discovered about why I discovered it, you already knew about your own uh, history, um, (laughs) about coming out here and being out here so young is that I always feel like I couldn't have done what I, I couldn't have done this at any age earlier than when I did, which was actually pretty late, all things considered, because I just find a lot of it so hard and so challenging. And, yeah. um, just a, a kind of a, like there's a magnifying glass on all of the pressures and all of the kind of weird feelings about your body or about who you are or about what other people expect of you. I, I don't think I started to really wrap my head around uh, like loving what I do um, until much, much later because I don't think I, I could, I, I couldn't understand um, necessarily, like it became about working Um my family was here. Uh, there was, you know, my my brother was here, and and we, I needed, I had to work, um, and and my mom started working for a little while too, or whatever. It was very hard for her because starting over. I mean, she had a sixteen year, seventeen year old kid, a sixteen year old kid. My my other brother stayed in Louisville for a while, and she herself was only forty, um, and and starting over in a in a city that's not really kind to, to single mothers, um, from, you know, the Midwest or South or whatever. So, um, so yeah, there was a period of time that it got 
really hard. I actually remember saying like, I just want to be a kid. I just want to be normal. I just want to be a normal kid. And I'd gone through a really, really horrible pilot season. And I remember walking in the the room into our, we had a little house in Burbank and I walked into the house and I was like, I can't, I can't do it, do it. And I think I was 19. So I'd only been here a few years, a couple of years at that point. But, um, and I actually went home. Like my like packed up the car. My little brother had gone into college now, so he was like set and um, and uh, drove back to Kentucky um, with my mom to possibly go to culinary school. And I remember wanting so badly to to just go to college and have a normal life uh, as a kid because in a way um, and and this was nobody's fault it was just naturally sort of what I, I fell into in high school uh, I didn't do that like I didn't I wasn't really like uh, I I didn't mess up too much I was pretty responsible you I had was like to be always responsible right and then I sort of hit this period of time where it was like I, I don't I can't I don't want to be and I can't and I just want to be young and I just want to not have to worry about why uh, you know, I'm, I can't get a job and, 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 the, and even when you're, when you're here working <clears throat> at, at that age, you know, whereas you would be in high school, mostly surrounded by people, your own age in that environment, it's yeah. the complete reverse where you're mostly surrounded by adults. Yes. It's so, that's interesting. That's what, um, I, I, I feel like, um, I didn't have that like pure and this I'm not I'm very happy with my, this is like a bitter thing but I didn't have that that period of time where you um you sort of bounce off of your peers like opinions and ideas and it's what you learn in college what you learn in that experience in that environment um I watched my brother sort of go through it and most of my friends go through it as well and uh and I'm not it's I'm, I'm like you said I'm so grateful for my life now but I do feel like it's sort of been a very long college. Like my twenties were just like uh, sort of scraping the surface and then sometimes getting a little deeper and then sometimes, you know, but like that entire period of time was trying to figure that out and like not be so old. I'm naturally turned, like I'm naturally drawn to, you know, settling down. I mean, I had a, at 21, I was like living with my boyfriend and, and we had a house and it was a responsible, like paying the bills and, sure. and, you know, a couple of dogs and like being an adult, like a full blown, like I have a mortgage adult. That's amazing. <laughs> and then, and then like, but like hitting, you know, sort of mid twenties and being like, I just, don't, I don't, again, the same thing when I was like 19, like I just want to be a kid. And yet I always manage to sort of fall into the other thing. And I'm, I'm, I feel like in a good place now where I have like a balance of, you know, of that, of that, both of those worlds. And I feel like I did go through, um, looking back at my twenties, I did go through all of it. It just, it was sort of an expanded period of time in a big city, um, and not on a college campus and in, in rooms, uh, in, in classrooms, which I feel are dorms, um, which I think is so important. Socially. I have to say, I'm sh- I, I can't. I'm sure I'm speaking mm-hmm. for for the listener right now when I say that. <clears throat> I mean, obviously, I know you better than just this one hour. But um, anybody who's just listening to you in, within this podcast to know that you started working here so young um, and that you were so incredibly grounded and so humble and so just you know you have a great sense of humor about the world and about yourself i mean uh, that's that speaks volumes about you as a person and also i think your mom and your brother and your and 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 
that support system because yeah. you just, if you had told me that you had just, if you had told me that you had been a school teacher, like an awesome kick-ass school teacher for the last however long and that for the last five years somehow you'd gotten in you know you'd got or like you hadn't worked at all before psych i'd be like that explains why she's so together and she's just she's so but i'm, much, I'm you like know. i'm i'm not that's what's so funny is like i i i'm i don't feel like i am and i kind of love that i'm i can say this uh, and i don't think he would be embarrassed uh, to, for me to say it but i'm in a, a relationship with somebody who is perfectly fine and understanding of of those periods in my life that maybe I didn't go crazy and needed to or like whatever and and is very comfortable with sort of letting me find all of that at this point um you know or over the last few years that like we've been together um and I think that's helped a lot my girlfriends knowing wonderful like women and, and like so I don't I feel so happy um and and I and maybe that is grounded I, you know but I've I've had this like incredible job um and and I feel like now I'm I feel so um I I feel happy with all of those experiences in my life. I, there was a period of time that I was not happy about them and yeah. very bitter about them. But, uh, but I feel like I'm, I'm, um, I'm so, I'm so happy now. So that was all just like part of it. My um, last question, uh, as I'm going to lighten it up is, do you do karaoke? And if so, do you cover any of the songs that you covered when you did concerts, uh, with the broomstick? <laughs> You're never, have you recently gonna, done living on a prayer I see you now in karaoke? <laughs> <laughs> um you know uh i do love karaoke no one is surprised by that answer right um i don't think i think that i sang pat benatar we belong when mm, i was um that is a great choice though when i was uh when i was that young but uh in high school i did so in a way yeah. Uh it 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 did sort of stand the test of time. But I do especially love the idea of Pat Benatar and We Belong just because of this podcast and what we've <laughs> talked about. I encourage each and every one of you listener, please go read those lyrics because Pat Benatar was a real feminist icon. She really <laughs> She really uh If you get a chance to go on YouTube and watch some of her old videos, yeah. that and Love is a Battlefield. Oh, cuz it is. That video is one of the funniest, <laughs> unintentionally funniest videos I've ever seen in my life. It is. Please watch it. The, the, the syrup in in We Belong, the that oh. sort of like oh. it is it is a passionate Yeah. Um and yes, please read the lyrics. Yeah. And make sense. Will you give us this? a small sliver, not of the song, because I don't think you're allowed to sing or I'll have to pay someone. Um, but if you remember any of the lyrics, you could recite them as a stanza of poetry. Many times I've tried to tell you. Many times I've cried alone. Always I'm surprised how well you cut my feelings to the bone. We can't begin to know this. How much we really care. I hear your voice inside me. I see your face everywhere. Still you say, we belong to the night. We belong to the what? Darkness? <laughs> no, we, wait. The, the thunder. thunder. Yes. This has been wonderful. <laughs> 
Okay, good. Um, I hope. Maggie, I like thank you so much for doing it. No, no, no. It's been uh, it's been such a pleasure. I'm so glad that you were able to do the, this the podcast. This was so fun. And um, uh, the side note is that Maggie recently moved into my neighborhood, so I'm very overjoyed that uh, I can see her whenever I gosh darn feel like it. I'm going to walk home. Um, thanks, I, everybody. If you have uh, specific questions for Maggie or comments or anything like that, um, I can certainly get those to her. And uh, beyond oh, yeah. that, uh, beyond to. that, it's up to her. But um, but you can't blame me if she doesn't get back to you. There's, there's, that's not very nice. No, but yeah, if you have if you have uh, if you have thoughts or comments, I will uh, I'll do my best to make sure that they um, that they end up in front of uh, Maggie's beautiful eyes. The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Hey, remember when we could save kittens from trees? Maximum Fun. A worker-owned network. Of artist-owned shows. Supported. Directly. By you.